That's it. I need to be the one hating people that hard. It wasn't a chip out of loving the game of football anymore. It was a chip out of hatred and anger. Even after I messed my knee up, I was I was like, oh, I'll be fine, coach. And I started trying to jog on the sideline, and then I walked home after the game and everything. I'm like, well, what, what am I doing? Welcome into the lounge. We are nine days away from the regular season opener against the Cleveland Browns. The countdown is on, Garrett. Oh, it's definitely on. It's definitely on, and I'm ready. I can't wait. I had a chance to go to the stadium yesterday for their uh, kind of a walkthrough practice. And, like, just seeing the guys at the stadium, on the field, it gets you fired up about football. And I know it's going to be different and all that, but they're going to be playing football in nine days, and I can't wait to see it. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's real, man. You know, it's been a weird offseason because you just didn't know even if we were going to have football. You know, all offseason, you've just been kind of like, or at least I can speak for myself, I've been just holding my breath, you know, with everything that's been going on. Uh, and now that we're like on the cusp of it and things are going really well as far as the testing and all that stuff, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's mm-hmm. really happening. Right. It's really happening. Right. You you almost like over the past few months, like you didn't want to get too excited. You didn't want yeah, your heart broken. Exactly. Exactly. You know, you're like, you're, you have to wait. You have to kind of, you know, make sure this relationship's the real deal. You don't want to get your heart broken. And, uh, <laughs> And now it feels like we're ready to put a ring on it. Ready to put a ring on it. <laughs> Garrett, how many times did you have your heart broken in love? My heart has never been broken, Ryan. It's fully, fully. Oh wow! So you're settled. a heartbreaker. How many no. women's How many women's lives did you ruin, Garrett? That's we don't need a question. We don't need to get into this. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna keep this conversation rolling. We're focused on football here. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're really excited today because we have one of my favorite guys who I've, I've had my eye on for a little while now. And that's safety Deshaun Elliott, who's going to be a huge piece of this team. And when you talk about the Ravens' defense, you know, he's the new guy. Now, he, other than Calais Campbell and Derek Wolf, obviously, mm-hmm. who we've known for a while are going to be the new guys. But he's kind of stepping in now, uh, and, and he's going to be, there's going to be a lot of eyes on him to see, all right, is this Ravens secondary just as good with Deshaun Elliott in there as it, as it was last year with Earl Thomas? And I got confidence in my guy. So right. we're going we're to talk to him about that. Yeah, definitely. He's got confidence in himself as well. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we, when we come back, we'll be joined by safety Deshaun Elliott. With every new season, there's new challenges to overcome, and Ram trucks are built to crush every single one of them. They're powerful, dependable. They're the back-to-back motor trend truck of the year. But beneath that hardened exterior, the Ram 1500 offers a standard of comfort with rear legroom designed for a comfortable lead. And the available rear auto-leveling air suspension found in the Ram 3500 is beyond smooth. So for big cash allowances and exceptional lease offers, go to Ram.com today. Deshaun, we got to start there with you. We got to start with the Joker because yes, sir. you you fully <laughs> embrace the nickname. Can, can you just tell listeners how it started and, and why you're the Joker? I uh, started back in college. Um, my first... We had, we had a previous coaching staff and they got fired. And when I first met my uh, DB coach, I had got a freshly tattoo of of um, Keith Ledger's Joker on my arm, and he's seen that. And that coach, he's kind of like a rowdy guy. He brings a lot of energy to everything he does. And so he seen he was like, excuse my language, but he was like, oh, that's badass. And I was like, what are you talking about? He said, your, your tattoo. He was like, I was like okay, but appreciate you, coach. He was like, all right. And then after our conversation, like as I was leaving his office, he's like, "All right, I'll see you later, Joker." And after that, I was kind of like, "Hmm, like, all right." <laughs> my first game uh, uh, that year, 
I made a play against Maryland and I did my Joker celebration and it just kind of stuck with me. And then I got on a big stage against uh, USC and I scored a touchdown and that's when it really kind of like went off because I mean, it was Saturday Night Football, all cameras on us. Like it was, it was really fun. Ever, ever since then, I just kind of stuck with me. And plus, I mean, I like the way he carries himself um, in every movie and comic book I've read and cartoon I've seen. He carries himself the way I would want to carry myself as a as a cartoon. So I just kind of <laughs> I vibe with him. <laughs> kind of like the vil- like Terrell Suggs. I feel like was a great villain. You yeah. know, like like when we go to Pittsburgh and he'd be like like kind of walking around and like kind of taunting the Pittsburgh fans. Like yeah. he was just a fantastic villain. Like are you like the next it's, Ravens villain. It's like they love to hate you. And I mean, if, if they want to hate, you know what I'm saying? Some, you have some haters, you have some people that love you. But I mean, hey, I'm okay with being the villain. Sometimes it's okay to be the villain for the opposite team, not for your team, of course. For the opposite team, it's okay to be the villain. Right. Is that why you got the tattoo to begin with? Uh, yeah, look, yeah, I got it because I, I used to watch a lot of comics when I was younger. And he was he's my favorite villain because yeah batman yeah he's a good he's a good superhero but for me joker he just kind of did what he wanted to do he did what he did what he wanted to do and he didn't care what people thought about him and he did it his his way his, no matter what he always had a smile on his face no matter what what happened or what was going on in life he always made sure he had he kept a positive attitude for his life so i feel like that kind of like references me and also like i also take that and just say with all with everything that's happened to me like i've always had a positive outlook on life you know what i'm saying and believing in god so being able to do that so a couple more Joker questions here. Uh, which Joker, <laughs> which uh, Joker version is your favorite? You got the Heath, Heath Ledger. Ledger. Ver- Heath Ledger. No question. No, no question. I like Jack Nicholson also, but I think Heath Ledger. He just the way he portrayed the Joker and, and R.I.P. to him, but the way he just kind of really took on that full moniker of the Joker. I feel like he brought it to life, and I truly don't believe anyone else will ever do a better job than him. No matter what they, no matter how much they try, I just don't think they will. You impressed me on the Jack Nicholson reference because I was like, I, I assume that if your nickname's the Joker, you know the Jack Nicholson piece. But I was like, yeah. that's way before your time. Hey, I'm young, but listen, I look, I do my research. <laughs> I, I watched his movies. I look, I do. I didn't watch a lot of things. I, my favorite thing to do, and my my favorite hobby is to watch movies and just like, and literally, I do nothing else. I go home, <laughs> I watch movies. I really don't leave the house that much, so that's kind of what I do. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> Well, man, we we are uh, we're really fired up for your opportunity that's coming up this year. I'm telling you, and Garrett can attest to this. I've been talking about you for a couple years now. <laughs> I saw. I would just. I'm just saying it now for all the listeners out there. I've been on the Deshaun Elliott bandwagon for a couple years. Okay, I, I appreciate I very, you so much. <laughs> I very rarely uh, give make credit, but I will say that he's telling the truth he has been he has been driving the bandwagon for the past couple of years and i appreciate i appreciate a day one fan i appreciate you uh, it's, a, it's a it's a blessing i mean uh being able to finally hopefully god say the saying i can take i can take a step further in my career um i've had the battle of two injuries but after that i feel like at this point in my career i feel like mentally and physically I, i'll be fine i feel like i'll do great things in this league uh i'm always in my book and i'm gonna stay in my book as long as you play for your teammates I mean, the football guys always answer as long as you do the right thing. So I'm going to continue doing the right things, continue working my butt off, and just hopefully uh, from there we can be great as a whole. And so a lot of times when you be great as a whole and work towards your end goal, then eventually um, those individual goals will show up. So it all will happen. 
what are the emotions for you right now? I mean, are you starting to get butterflies already thinking about your first start against the Browns? Well, actually, yesterday we were doing walkthroughs like at the stadium, and I was like, life it didn't feel real. I don't know. I felt I had a I had out of body out of body experience, and I was like, okay, um, I don't know what this is about. But then I go <laughs> home and I was on my phone. I was on the phone with my dad, and I was like, pops, like. My first career start is like next week. He was like, <laughs> "Yeah," I was like, "Yeah," like that's that's crazy. Like, that's exciting. I mean, it, I knew it was it would always eventually happen. It just I never knew when it would happen. And the fact that it's finally happening, I'd have to make sure I can't get high, I can't get too low myself to keep my my head leveled. And I feel like, shoot, I'm gonna go out there and do what I always do: run around. To, I'm gonna run around and give max effort, and max effort come with results. So mm-hmm. I think I'll be fine. What does it mean to you? It sounds like like there is a lot of kind of emotion that goes into making that first career start and taking stepping into a starting lineup on a Ravens defense that has such a great history. Like, do you think about all those things as you're preparing to to make your first start? How does all of that play into it? Um, not really. I just feel like uh, being here for three years now. I feel like you learn the core values of this organization. And if you just know and you learn, and they, I mean, a lot of times they bring in guys who could potentially be a person who plays like a Raven. And that's kind of something we stick to. And I feel like after over time, once you realize how to play like a Raven, you realize preparation is, is, is involved in that. And so once you are mentally prepared and physically prepared the way you need to be, then you shouldn't be too nervous and um, or thinking about, oh, can, can I do it? Or is it possibly possibility of me doing it? You should just understand. It's just, you have a standard that you have to play at being on this team. Baltimore Ravens, Ray Lewis played here, Ed Reed played here. You just know, like this is a defense where mental preparation is one of the best, one of the best things that can happen. Like, if you don't, if you don't prepare mentally, then you probably shouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. So I think I'll be fine. Yeah. Can you can you describe how I maybe painful maybe painful is not too strong of a word, but how how painful it's been to kind of wait your turn. Like you've had the injuries, you've had to watch from the sidelines. You've been hiding some really great players, but yeah. but you want to play. Like your confidence, your teammates talk about it. You talk about it. Like you're clearly a confident guy. You want to play. How tough has it been to wait your turn? Um, up until this past off season, it was very tough for me because I was I fight mental. I was kind of a kid. I I was. I mean, I came out of school early. Um, I came in at like 21 in a week. It's old. Mm. So. I was a kid, and I just feel like mentally I was like, I'm better than everybody here physically, but mentally I know I'm not on the same level as them, but I know I can still go out there and play. But once I once I got to my 30, it's like past offseason, I realized, hey, look, it don't matter what you have going on, the NFL is a business. <laughs> so as long as you do the things right at all times and you be patient, your time will come. Like, Everyone has an opportunity. Once you get that opportunity, you got to run with it. It's up to you what you do what you do with that opportunity. If not, then hey, it will be the next guy. So mm-hmm. okay. yeah, I, me, I feel like my my second injury, it really like helped me open my eyes even more than what I ever been like. It, it was it was a curse, but also it was a blessing. It was a blessing in disguise, and I'm happy to say I'm happy to be where I am now. I'm curious how you know your mindset kind of flipped. You know when the team parted ways with Earl Thomas because. You know, you've been preparing to be a starter for the past two years. You know, you've yeah. been doing everything you can. But still, when that moment happens, you know, it has to flash through your head. Oh, 
oh, I'm next. I'm next up. I'm next yeah. up. Like it's me. You know, like how how did your mindset kind of change a, a little bit, or or did it? At it all? was kind of like it went from me being a role player on this team. You know, I was special teams demon to finally being like, oh wait, bro, like all eyes on you now, fam. Like it's this is. <laughs> It's either you or you gotta, like, yeah. I things I know I make plays, but like, it's like now it's like you're being dependent on, like fully being dependent on. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was a big step because yeah, in college I was a leader of my defense, but now I fight and strive to be a leader for our defense, and I want to be a leader for our defense. I want to, I want everybody to know, okay, Deshaun's gonna, I, I can depend on Deshaun, and I can trust Deshaun. And honestly, that's the only thing I care about is making sure my teammates can trust me and can depend on me. And I deserve to play for them, deserve to be in the spot that I am. Not just because of what the situation, but say if the situation right. didn't happen, I still have, like, they can still be like, oh, yeah, even if it didn't happen, I still believe he can get the job done. That's all I really care about. Knowing is for them, to, for me to know that they, uh, that they can depend on me. Right. Mm-hmm. You referenced your injuries, and, and, you know, a lot of people always talk about that, you know, well, you know, Deshaun's got to stay on the field. I've always said, I mean, I feel like this is bad luck. I mean, some injuries, like some players have nagging recurring injuries, right? Yeah. Where like, I don't know, maybe they're not training the right way or, yeah. or something, right? But like, yeah. I just feel like you have bad, I mean, a broken forearm. And then your first game, your first game in like a defensive role last year, you tear your knee. You I, know? And I want to say it was, it's definitely just like freak injuries. Cause I mean, I take care of my body the right way. I do all the right things. Um, from sun up to sundown, but just things happen. And I low key, I, f- I feel like it was something that I something I could have prevented with both of those injuries. I, I played kind of like I told, like I said, maybe like a week and a half and ago or something like that. I was like, sometimes I play kind of crazy. And <laughs> sometimes I play when I was, well, I've learned now, you can't out here just be playing all while. You gotta understand body control. And I gotta, I gotta know when to fully turn that craziness on and just play, when to like and dial back. And my rookie year, I was just, I actually, on that, when I broke my arm on that play, I played through more plays on defense after I broke my arm. I didn't know my arm was broken. I That's crazy. I made a tackle with a broken arm. I didn't even know. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, I was out of it. Um, How much did that tackle hurt? <laughs> it didn't, the thing is, it didn't hurt. It just, I love football so much. It's just like, I want to play no matter what. And even after I messed my knee up, I was I was like, oh, I'll be fine, coach. And I started trying to jog on the sideline. And then. I walked home after the game and everything. I'm like, what, what, what am I doing? I just, I just, I don't know. I just really love the game of football. <laughs> wait, wait. You walked home after the game? Yeah, I live. Oh, I can't tell people where I stay at, but <laughs> I live somewhere by the within walking distance. In walking distance of the stadium, and I walked home after the game. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and, I was and then on the knee, did you find out the next day? Basically, yeah, that- I got MRI the next day and. That came back, I got the results back, and I was like, sheesh, hmm. year two, here we go. Wow. That's crazy. So you yeah. brought up how the only thing that matters to you is basically having the trust and support of your teammates. Yes, and so when the Ravens made the decision to part ways with Earl and you stepped into the starting lineup, the resounding theme in talking with your teammates was, well, we trust Deshaun. Like, we know that he can play. We know that this guy's a baller. We've seen him in practice. We know that he can be a really good player. What did it mean to you to hear that from your teammates? Um, uh, it meant a lot. It, I felt really good about it, but I feel like um, it's a what can you do for me now, Lee? So, I mean, I just want to be consistent. I want to get better every day and try to be consistent for them. And if I can be consistent, then we'll go a long way. 
because, I mean, communication is a big thing for our defense. I just want to continue to communicate and just continuously uh, strive to be great just for them. So I appreciate the love I get from them, but I got to be better. I got to do better. I got to be more. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right, so I want to back up a little bit, go back to your early days. You're a Dallas kid, Dallas, Dallas Texas. Texas. Yes, sir. You a Cowboys fan growing up, I would assume? Of course. Emmitt Smith. <laughs> Emmitt Smith was my favorite player of all time. He was. He was. I played. I started playing football because of him. Uh, okay. Well, because of my dad. But, like, I started playing running back. I always started off as a running back. I was a running back for a long time until one time in, like, I think my last year of Pee Wee football, I was running the ball, and I got hit so hard. <laughs> so hard. And after that, after that hit, I said, "Dad, I don't want to play running back anymore. I have to play defense." <laughs> you, you'd rather be on the um, yes. You, you don't want to be in the receiving end of those hits. Yes, I said I need to be the one hitting people that hard. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, that's no joke, even if Pee Wee's out there. They'll yeah. take your head off. They'll take football. your head off. At least back then, you know, nowadays is a little different. But back then, it was like bull in the ring, Oklahoma drills at like six years old, and we're like, "Bro, come on, what are we doing?" Out here? <laughs> so then so then you go to texas then yeah. then you dunk on my terps which we'll yeah. just gloss over that part uh, <laughs> uh, and then and then you decide you're, you're coming out early yeah. as a junior yeah. you know and and which seems like hey that that was definitely the right call you're all yeah. american right with minka fitzpatrick you look at garrett go back i'm telling you garrett go google the All-American team from that year? Yeah. It's an all-star squad, I'm telling you. <laughs> the other safety was Minka Fitzpatrick. Minka, me who, and Minka. That's right. Who went, like, what, the top 10? He went top, top 15? like, 15. Yeah. Man. Uh, man, I'm not going to look in the past or nothing, but I just want to <laughs> say right now, I feel like, dang, like, what? who said something about me that I, where I didn't, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say nothing too wild, <laughs> but dang, bro. Like, I mean, God puts you in all positions that you need to be put into, but – I might my my role might have been taking a little bit longer, but you know I feel like my accolades and things I done in college could have credited there a little bit. Right, right. Well, we'll just we'll just say it for you. I mean, <laughs> your junior year, six interceptions, two touchdowns, three forced fumbles, and a fumble recovery. And I still uh, did not win the Thorpe Award. I can't even say. I, it. I know, I know, it's crazy. And then you go you go sixth round. How yeah. big a, how big a chip did that put on your shoulder and it, and do you still feel that chip today? I mean, to be honest, I feel like um whew, that chip was not a good chip for me. Mm. It wasn't cuz it wasn't a chip out of loving the game of football anymore. It was a mm. chip out of hatred and anger that I, that I feel like I was you know, cheated out of. I mean, I feel like now I don't have that anymore. I feel like now I'm back to just loving the game. And I love football so much, like so much. Without any regrets here, is I don't I don't regret what happened or me coming out early at all. Like, I'm glad I am where I am to this day. I'm right. Really, I really am. How long did that anger linger for? Uh, two, like my first two years in the league, uh, I, I strived to prove people wrong. Now I'm not here to prove prove anyone wrong. I'm here just to have fun, play for my people, and play for people who love me. Mm-hmm. Nice. When you think back to draft weekend, like is is that a miserable memory? Like some guys, like getting drafted is the is the greatest moment of their life, and then other guys are like, I hated draft weekend. Like that was terrible. I'm not, well, how do I, you... ha- I hated the whole process, even like the combine process. I hated the training process. I was stressed out every day. 
And I don't know why I was, I just, I'm the type of person who like, I strive for greatness. So I, sometimes I can stress myself out. So I was just so stressed out every day. And then the draft process came around and I had a party on day two thinking I was going to go third. And then that doesn't happen. So I have people at my house, my family, everyone at my house. And that was kind of embarrassing. And then the day three comes around and I'm waiting that morning, day three, thinking, okay, well, that's the case. And I'll just go early day three. And then after a while, I honestly, I turned the draft off. I started playing video games. And as I was playing video games, I get a call from Ozzy. I mean, it was a blessing because I definitely cried when Ozzy called me. Because I mean, <laughs> it's still a blessing regardless of playing NFL. Like I could, I could tear right now just talking about it. Just like having, like, I didn't really think about playing football for NFL until college, truly. Because I mean, I didn't play football when I was younger for to go to the NFL. I played it because I loved it. I just loved playing football. I loved everything about it, competing, I just loved it. So finally being able to get to this point where I am now, I, when I heard Ozzy's voice, I knew who it was, Arnold Mack was right when he called. And I was mm-hmm. like, sheesh, this is a life-changing moment. I'm gonna run with it. Nice. That's, That's awesome. very cool. Who, so, who, who have you really leaned on, like, you know, when you were feeling angry and whatnot? Like, what veterans, you know, on the team kind of helped you get past that and, and helped groom you as a young player in this league? I didn't really, I didn't tell nobody about my anger and my, um, hmm. my anger for like the having that chip on my shoulder. I didn't, I didn't tell no one that, uh, I just kind of played, I just kind of played with more sense of urgency. My sense of urgency was more out of, oh, I need to play right now. And that, that, that was, that was something that I had to get over. Like, that's why I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. Like when I say when I was immature, and so I was very immature. And so then once I realized that after my second injury, I realized, listen, God does everything for a reason. So you can't force anything. You can't force a dang thing in life. Cause when you're when things happen, it will, it will that's when the time will happen when God wants it to happen. And so, um, taking that into account, uh, when I finally did get here though, um, first day here, Eric Waddle took me under his wing. Tony Jefferson hit me up on um I think Instagram when I first got drafted here. And they both kind of just uh, looked out for me. I mean, I've been out to San Diego to see both of them, hung out with both of them multiple mm-hmm. times. Even when Weather was gone, still was able to talk to him and see him. And I really do appreciate those two guys. Like, uh, TJ was here last year, and TJ's like my big bro. Like, <laughs> I, like you know, the NFL uh, roster changes every year. But just being able to know, like, you got people that you can have and build relationships for over the years is great. Because sometimes you go to college or high school, you might never talk to those guys ever again. Mm-hmm. But I feel like when you build relationships in the NFL, like those are uh, lifelong relationships. You, you know, it's really interesting listening to you, Deshaun, because hearing you talk about how you had the anger, you kind of played a little bit reckless, you know, yeah. young in your first two years. It seems like had you been thrust into a starting lineup, yeah. you may not have been set up to succeed your first two no, years. I, I don't think I would have. I think I would have been pressing too much. I probably would have failed to be honest, just because, oh, yeah, I got the talent, but I feel like mentally I would have failed just because I've been trying to force things to happen instead of just learning and understanding what's going on. Interesting. Well, hey, uh, this, something I'm excited to see what you can do this year. I think you're the dark horse to lead the team in interceptions. I think. Oh, that, you're going to tell Marcus not, that to his face, Gary. That's I'm why I said dark horse. horse. I, think, I, I don't think I'm a dark horse. I think it's going to happen. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I MP, like it. MP, I, I like you, it. You hear me, MP? Be out there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, when you when you run to the ball, man, crazy things can happen. And hey, I run to the ball every play, so 
we're gonna see what we're gonna see what happens god bless we'll see <laughs> i like it i like that that hey so that confidence that confidence is clearly there Your team is, where does that confidence come from I'm, I'm just that's who i am that's how i was raised my pops raised me that way um and i believe in myself because i know i put the work in like i will never be outworked i refuse to be outworked if i feel like i'm being outworked i'm gonna work even harder and anybody that ever trains me understands that mm-hmm. they know even in my book if i feel like somebody's smarter than me I'm going to work my ass off to be smarter than him, my language. But Chuck, Chuck's the smartest man in the room, but I'm not going to lie to you. I, I try my best to compete with him, try to be smarter. And yeah, <laughs> he's my he's my guy. He's one of my really good friends. Like, I'll do anything for my dog, but I'm trying to I'm, – I try to be smarter than Chuck. So <laughs> it is That's what it good. is. I'm just a competitor. I want to be great. That's awesome. good. What kind of question is that, Garrett? You, have you ever watched The Joker? The Joker never thinks he's going to be foiled, okay? <laughs> All right? He's always got the utmost confidence. He's got, I'm just saying, I, I thought Dark Horse saying that you were going to lead the team, I thought that was like a compliment, but you didn't even take it that way. <laughs> <laughs> is, wait, is Chuck like Batman? Like, if you're a Joker, it's Chuck, I feel like, is kind of, you know, he's that, no, like the good that guy. That means they're enemies. Yeah, I know, right, I know. They shouldn't right. be enemies, but I'm just saying, I don't know. Who's Chuck I, then if you're, if you're the Joker? Him. I'll ask Chuck. I'm gonna have to get back to y'all on that. I'll, <laughs> okay. I'll talk to him and ask him about that. Okay. All right. Well, Deshaun, this has been a pleasure, man. Thank you okay, so much. Good. Man. Great. We appreciate y'all, man. Ravens fans know there's only one truck brand strong enough to partner with the Lounge and the Ravens Podcast Network, and that's Ram Trucks, Motor Trend's back-to-back truck of the year. The Ram 1500 offers an available Ram Box cargo management system, four-corner air suspension, and a huge amount of rear legroom. When properly equipped, the Ram 3500 is a heavy-duty workhorse that boasts a 1,000 pound-feet of diesel torque. Go to Ram.com today for great deals on a wide selection of Ram trucks, now with door-to-door delivery. Great stuff from Deshaun. Really appreciate him kind of opening up um, and talking about where his head was at the past two years and where it's at now. Um, you do definitely just see a more mature person, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I think I'm telling you, it's it could sound crazy. And I know all, all respect to the player that Earl Thomas was, and he could be a future Hall of Famer, man. And I, I don't take anything away from him. But I, th- I think that this defense could be just as good with Deshaun Elliott, if not potentially better. Mm-hmm. We'll tell you what, if uh, he leads the team in interceptions like he thinks he's going to, then that probably means that the defense in the secondary is even better. Early yep. two last year. And uh, that is the thing that I, I think that Deshaun has some really good skills around the ball. He's got a nose for the football. And yep. I think that's one of the things that, like, one of the reasons I know that you've been high on him for the past couple of years, and, and a lot of people who've watched practice during training camp in the offseason have been, is like he is constantly around the football. He has a nose for the football. Uh, he seems to have good ball skills. And, and that, you know, that seems to make a difference. Um, and so I don't know if I'm going to agree with him that he's going to have more picks than Juice Man, but I do Ooh. think that he's going to get some. Mm-hmm. Well, it depends. Do people not even throw Juice Man's way? Well, what, are they throwing at Marlon Humphrey all day? No, they're just going to throw out the safeties all day. They're going to, oh. they're going to throw out Deshaun. <laughs> and if that's the case, then maybe he gets those. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it, sometimes it's an opportunity. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I thought, you know, I, thought, I thought it was just it was interesting to hear him just be so open. Talk about yeah. being angry. Talk about uh, feeling like if he had played the last two years, he may not necessarily have been ready and that he needed to mature in terms of his approach to football and play 
less crazy, you know, play with more stability out there on the field. I, I thought those were like pretty reflective, honest statements from mm-hmm. him. Um, and that to me shows like you don't want, you talk about a guy who's maturing. He clearly is exuding that in the way that he talks, um, yep. in the way that he looks at his first two seasons. So um, I think that says a lot about Deshaun and, and the approach that he's bringing to this season. Yeah. I think opponents are gonna are gonna test this these safeties. I mean, you look at it. Look at cornerback. You have three first round picks: Marlon mm-hmm. Humphrey, Marcus Peters, Jimmy Smith. Yep. Then you go to safety, and your two starters are six rounders. And yep. and I think there's a lot of respect for Chuck, obviously, around the league, just because they've seen. But Deshaun's the unknown, and so uh, it, it's pretty cool. It's it's pretty unique to have two six round picks as your starting safeties, and that that tandem of the Deshaun, the Joker, and Chuck TBD on the nickname chuck i mean it's chucky can we can he just be like chucky like the doll i mean it's not like a mar it's not a dc comics thing but right now you're just mixing movies now you just and, yeah and but, like, it's, but chucky's honest. still like a villain yeah but let's be honest not great imagination on your part by just to make his nickname his name his name is chuck and you just added a y and said his nickname's chucky now. <laughs> i'm just saying it just fits with the villain theme I guess it also fits with the fact that it's actually his name. You, <laughs> you, you know, something I really do like about these two is I think that the Ravens do all sorts of different stuff with their safeties, but I do think that they are well equipped to be the high low safeties. If the Ravens choose to play that mm-hmm. way, like, yeah. like, like Deshaun is a rangy center fielder. He can play that role really well. And then Chuck Clark uh, can come down and, and hit guys at the line of scrimmage and be right there in the action and be the green dot and all that. Like, I yeah. think that they are, a great tandem uh, for those, you know, in terms of what they do well, fitting together with each other. I agree. I agree. You know what? Uh, right now, I'm feeling bold. Some of the confidence from Deshaun is rubbed off on me. <laughs> I'm going. One of okay, Deshaun or Chuck. One of the safeties. They're getting a pick week one. They're picking off Baker. They're they're going to oh, do all it. Right. I'm putting it out there right now. All right. I could I could see that. Get I could down see with that. that. Yeah, I I could see that. Baker threw a lot of picks last year, yeah. so if you if you're gonna say someone's gonna get one, who's it gonna be? I think that there's merit to your idea too that they're gonna challenge. You know, yeah. teams are gonna challenge. The Browns have two good tight ends too, in, in Njoku and Austin Hooper, so they could try to go work the middle of the field. It's one of them's getting one. All right, all right, I could I could totally see that. I could by, totally see that. By who's the way, who's gonna is 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 Deshaun gonna lead the team in interceptions this year? We're yes. gonna do our yes. Wow, we're gonna do our full season predictions podcast next week. Yeah. Um, um, so but... I reserve. I actually reserve my real answer till then. I gotta think. I gotta mul- I gotta tinker a little bit. I gotta do some minkering. You know, mm-hmm. there's some last minute changes I gotta make to my pro- my projections. Right. So, and if you if fans are wondering, we're not doing the 53 man roster prediction this year. In this weird year, we can't be giving away secrets. You know, we can't be I'm letting the Browns know. We can't be letting the Browns know who's going to make the team because they would clearly listen to the podcast and know right. that who I take is who's going to be on the team. <laughs> they would they would listen to you and throw that out the window. I was going to say we. I was going to go be you nice. Were gonna, uh, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> uh, but if you, you, you can still – the time, clock's are ticking uh, to enter in the contest, our You Pick the Team contest. you got to get that done ASAP. Um, so go ahead and do that if you haven't done so already. Uh, but just in case you were wondering, if you were waiting for the 53-man roster yeah. prediction podcast before entering, we're not going to do that this year. We're going to do it to between us. We still should do it between us. And then next week we can share who came out on top. I agree. Yeah, it, Can we do a little real talk? I mean, the reason for that is there's no preseason this year. 
Yeah. Right. Teams haven't seen other teams players. Right. right. And so shh, all the <laughs> secrets stay. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and, 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 I'll, and I'll toss one last thing out before we sign off. I had a dream last night, Garrett. Ravens in the playoffs, and they went with a win. Jimmy Smith with a pick six. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, against the team, uh, the opponent, the Miami Dolphins. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Who's quarterback, Fitzpatrick or Tua? I didn't, it didn't get that far. I didn't okay. see who threw the pick. I just saw okay. who got the pick. All but right. I, I woke up in a great mood this morning. I was like, nice. It felt really good. I like that. Yeah. I think Jimmy's going to have a really good year, by the way. Side note. But Side note. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that uh, next week in our season predictions podcast. So yeah. um, thank you so much to everyone for listening. Thank you to Deshaun for uh, some great insight and, and talking about the season. So uh, we will be back with you next week. The countdown is on. We can't wait for football. Thanks so much. Talk to you guys soon. Mm-hmm.